From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. Such an honor today. You're going to get to listen to me have a one-on-one conversation with one of my mentors uh, live, and he's going to highlight some of the major things that he has shared with me over the years. And uh, he's just a great guy, and he's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. His name's Dave Avern. You're gonna you're gonna love him. And then at the end of the show, because there's so much in this interview uh, that's related to how do you find your brand, how do you create your uniqueness, what really creates competitive advantage advantage uh, for a company. And that's what we're talking about. Branding, positioning, marketing. That's the, the theme of the show. And and Dave is dropping value bombs like crazy. And so I kind of went back. I listened to, to the interview and I put it all together for you and summarized it just kind of like a mental highlighter at the end of the show um, to, to share with you my five great takeaways. And a lot, uh, I also am going to weave in some of my my best marketing lessons, uh, not from me, but from my mentors, my several different mentors, and you're going to get that sort of hit list at the end of a bunch of different mentors and, and some of the greatest marketing advice that I have ever learned from one of my best buddies. So I think you're going to love it. We'll get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. So I have lots of people on the show that I like to learn from, lots of authors, lots of friends, uh, but you are hearing today from my mentor, uh, one of the guys who's made the biggest impact in my life. And he's the author of a brand new book called Visibility Marketing, where he's basically taken all of the principles that he has taught me and he's put it into a book that you need to go and get. The subtitle is The No Hard, the no Holds Barred Truth About What It Takes to Grab Attention, Build Your Brand, and Win New Business. And Dave, uh, he speaks all over the world. I mean, all over the world. Uh, he's hilarious and he's just an amazing guy. So it's an honor to have my friend, my mentor, and uh, someone I look up to. Dave, welcome to the show. You know, it's great to be here. You give me too, too much credit. Uh, I love having known you all of these years. You're like a brother to me. But watching you and your success uh, has been inspirational for me as well. So it's we'll call it the Mutual Admiration Society here. Well, thank you, and it, it actually fits in really well to uh, the first. The, so the first ch- chapter, okay, of this book is like step one: you're awesome. Get over yourself. So can you talk to me about why getting over yourself matters? How does that shape? How does that like fit in the brand conversation? 
You know, when I work with clients, uh, whether it's audiences that I'm speaking to around the world or clients I'm working with, uh, I love that they love what they do. I love the passion of what they do. But for most in business, and I tell this to audiences all the time, you may be very good at what you do, but you haven't created the cure for cancer that tastes like chocolate. You're not that good. If you were that good, you wouldn't need to market. And we all need to market. And mm -hmm. the whole premise of the book is really sort of this recognition of the new reality in the marketplace. Really, for the first time in, in human history, everybody's good. And I mean, it doesn't mean that everybody is spectacular, but everybody's good. We have no unmet needs. There's not a person listening today whose business could not disappear from the face of the earth. And the marketplace would be just fine without you. Businesses go out of business all the time. But the problem is, as we look at sort of this competitive marketplace, uh, is that we tend to promote our competency. We talk about our great quality and our, and our, and our special people, right? And our... Uh, uh, I, I think about all the things that we promote, our, our people and our quality and our commitment and our, and, our, and our trust and that we really listen. And the reality is everybody's good. And, and there's several things that sort of feed into that. First and foremost is the internet. I mean, the internet really outs underperformers. In yesteryear, you could survive being pretty good at most things or great at one thing. And the problem is now with Yelp, TripAdvisor, Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, a bad movie could survive for a couple of weeks. It can't survive for two days because, because we find out very, very quickly. You remember, you know, there's basic guest relations philosophy that we've all been taught over the years in business. The average person with a, a positive experience tells two or three people. But the average person with a negative exp uh, experience tells 10. None of that's true right. anymore. Now everybody tells millions so you can't underperform. So the reality is everybody's good. So the point of the book is in this sort of pervasive competency, instead of making the case that you're a good choice for me as a prospect, you have to make a very compelling case that you're a better choice than the other good choices. And, and that's not easy. But throughout the book, Visibility Marketing, uh, not only do I give a lot of examples, I'm, I'm pretty irreverent in my humor and tell some marketplace examples, but the end of every chapter is a little exercise to sit down with your team or your staff or your spouse and ask some hard questions and maybe pull out a piece of paper and do a few exercises to say, oh, you know what? I think here's where some opportunities might lie. So it's not a workbook, but it is very much a conversation about the new reality in, in the marketplace. And the new reality is everybody's good. So I want to talk about that because, you know, the, the idea of get over yourself, I think uh, I remember one time in uh, I, I sent uh, you were looking at a flyer or a website or something for me. And you said, go through and take a highlighter, a yellow highlighter. And every time you say something about yourself uh, or how good you are or your yeah. experience or blah, 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 highlight it in yellow and then highlight whenever you talk about your customers and their needs, highlight that in blue. And, you know, you go through and do it and it's like, there's one blue sentence on the entire page and everything else is in yellow. And in this book, the way you phrase it is you say, it's not about what you want to say. It's about what they want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, it's okay to talk about ourselves. We have to establish, establish a level of, of competency and qualifications granted. But most of our marketing message really has to be about making that compelling case about what makes us different. And the, the beginning of the book, I start with a little parable, a little story that was actually very true. And it involves my son, Spencer. And, and you've known Spencer since he was, you know, basically since he was born. But he was about 10, 11 years old. And we're watching the Super Bowl. And we're watching the commercials. And he says to me, Dad, if they can do such great commercials during the Super Bowl, 
why don't they do great commercials the rest of the year? Right? I know I had the same question when I right? read that. I was like, yeah, I had the same question. And my brother looks at me and he says, yeah, marketing genius, answer that one. And I said, <laughs> I, and I looked at my son, I said, buddy, here's the reality. We can create great marketing, great messaging, great per persuasive um, conversations anytime we decide that we're going to put the time and the effort into, into doing so. The reality, of course, is when it's very expensive and when everything is on the line, we put a lot more time and effort. And what I suggest is everything is on the line every day in your business. There are people, there are competitors out there who are good at what they do, and they are trying to steal your money. They're trying to take food out of your kids' mouths and, and take away your kids' college education. It's not personal. They're just trying to feed their kids and put their kids through college. And the problem is I, I speak to a lot of CEO groups and CEOs across America and around the world. And what I hear all the time is I'll get a little bit of attitude and they'll say, you know what, you know what makes us different? Honestly, we actually do what we say we're going to do. And I'm like, right. really? Do you, do you really believe that? Do you really believe that that your competitors are consistently underperforming? Here's the reality for everybody listening right now. Do you know why, biz, why people do business with your competitors? Because I'll tell you why. Because they want to. Because they like them. Because they're good at what they do. And every day they're listening to their customers and they're working hard and they're being responsive. And you may as well, but recognize that we can't be complacent. If we take the time and dig deeper and find creative ways of explaining what we do that makes us memorable and visible, it gives us a competitive advantage because most of your competitors aren't going to take the time to do it. So I, I do want to talk about how to find that competitive advantage and, and, and the brand promise. But bef before we get into that, t I want to talk a little bit more about what are some of the common mistakes that companies make when differentiating themselves? You, you mentioned that it's like, we do what we say we're going to do, or um, our, our, it's our people that make the difference. Or right. uh, what are some of the, the other kinds of things that you're seeing out there? Because uh, I know you're talking to lots of CEOs, you're working with lots of them. You know, what do we need to watch out for? Absolutely. I've had, I've had individual one-on-one -on -one conversations with almost 4,000 company leaders about their competitive advantages. And the biggest mistake they, they make is that they sort of put the blinders on. They look back and they say, what are we good at, right? What is it that people really appreciate? And what they forget is to broaden that view and realize it's the same things that they appreciate about their competitors. They don't do that competitive analysis and bring together all the marketing materials for their competitors. And I'll get pushback on this and they'll say, listen, I'm not going to create my marketing based on what your, what my competitors do. And I that you have to, because imagine I am your prospective customer. You think you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me about, about the quality of what you do and why you're of benefit to me. And the reality is you're on a party line. I'm hearing from everyone. And if what you're saying is essentially the same as what everybody else is saying, quite honestly, I'm going to go for the lowest price. I mean, that's the definition of commodity. Uh, I talk about the four most dangerous words in business. And the four most dangerous words in business are all things being equal. In the minds of your prospects, if I believe everything is, is the same, I am hammering you on price. Now, it's not to suggest that price is unimportant. We both know that it is. I've heard speakers say, if you do blank and blank, price is no longer an issue. And it's, it's complete and utter crap. Price is always an issue. But provided you're priced competitively, then it's not the issue right? Even if you're a premium product or service, if you're priced in line with other premium products, then it's not about price. You can afford you or they can't. They can afford your competitor or they can't. So what I suggest is 
not only initially doing a competitive advantage, secret shop your competitors, pretend to be a customer, go through their process. What do they say to you? What do they give you in terms of their promotional materials? Um, ask them to send you their catalogs, their brochures, their sales sheets, all of that. <clears throat> Take it and then print it all off or gather it up and put it on a, uh, spread it out on a conference room table. Then take all of your promotional materials and spread it out and mix it up with theirs. Honestly, for most of you, you will be stunned at how similar, if not identical, their claims are to yours. And most of those claims are true, but true does not equal compelling and accurate doesn't equal persuasive. So what I suggest is get a baseline of what everybody is saying. What can we say that nobody else is saying? And in many cases, we both know that it's just taking the time to really step back and do an analysis of your business and find those nuggets. But in some cases, there really isn't a major differentiator. So if you're a clean, comfortable hotel room, you're just like other clean, comfortable hotel rooms of the same, same price level, right? So in those instances, it's a great excuse, a great motivation to sit down with your team and sort of go from scratch and say, if we were going to start this company today, what would we do differently? Or pretend we are being very well-funded and we're a potential competitor going to come to the same market. What would we do differently? What could we do that nobody else is doing to create not just competency, but once again, it's about competitive advantage. And so throughout visibility marketing, I give examples of, of some of those exercises. So uh, now, so this is, a, this is kind of a, a, a delicate balance because like the the exercise you're talking about, Southwestern Consulting is going through a rebrand right now. We've been, right. uh, through, it's been a two-year process. We're about to kind of roll it all out. And we did this very thing where we laid out the competitors and you look at, and, um, and, and what you said is exactly true. And, but, you know, one thing I remember you always talking to me from is like the very first time I ever met you was, was what are you the best in the world at? What can what is the thing that you do that nobody else can do? And so it seems like what you're talking about here is what can we say that is different from what everyone else is saying? But it's not just manufactured like that, right? It's got to right. be connected somehow to your DNA. Well, and, and I love how you put that because here's the reality. It's not just about wordsmithing, but wordsmithing is so crucially important. In some cases, we really have to create differentiation where it didn't exist. <clears throat> it Sometimes it's daunting. When you talk about some of our early conversations over 10 years ago is everybody's not going to be the best in the world at something, but you can be the best choice for your particular marketplace. You don't have to be the best choice for everybody, for everything, but if you can be the best choice for your uh, category, for your professional context, for your geographic area, we have to win. Um, and here, here's what I mean. We all know there's a great adage that says in sales, there is no prize for second place. You make the sale or you don't. You get the gig or you don't. In sales, second place is the first loser. It's not, a, it's not a, a judgment call. First place eats, second place doesn't. So you really have to approach your marketing and even sometimes delving into your business model itself to ask that question, that, that profound and important question, what can we be the best choice for? And there's another way to put it, saying, to what question are you the answer? If I was going to say, I'm really looking for the best choice in blank, um, and someone says, have you ever worked with, with Southwest, Southwestern Consulting? What would that, that blank be? I'm looking for the best choice, right? And so no matter what business for those listening in, what can you be the best choice for? And sometimes it takes kind of a deep dive. It takes doing a little bit of extra work. And once again, the good news is most people aren't going to do the work. 
They're just not. And and that gives us opportunity to create competitive advantage. I will tell you, and I'm going I'm to add this into my presentation. I haven't figured out how. Yesterday, I was spraying weeds in my yard. I got some, some prickly weeds that came up. And I had a... Um, uh, a bottle of weed killer. And, and people always say this yesterday, but this honestly was yesterday. I've never talked about this before and I'm spraying the weeds. And, and I remember I saw it on there that it marks it. It's actually dyed red and weed killer is weed killer. I mean, it, it is what it is. What's allowed is what is allowed. You can't spray poison. You can't, you can do stuff, whatever the right. FDA or FTC allows, but this stuff, they added one little element. So I knew which weeds I had actually sprayed. And you know what? I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to share it. I'm going to blog about it because it's such a small thing. This little bit of nuance created phenomenal competitive advantage. They're all the same, right? All things are equal. But these guys, I know which weeds I sprayed and which ones I didn't. So sometimes it can be something profoundly different and it can be a category changer like Uber or Airbnb. But sometimes it's very small. It's nuance. It's it's. Um, that's something that, that made them a better choice in a sea of good choices. And it doesn't have to be monumental, but it has to be memorable. So it, it, you've talked about some, some different places, and I think this is something I didn't understand, and I'm understanding more now as I'm getting older and our business is growing, is that when you talk about differentiation... Like in my mind, in my early entrepreneur, young kind of business mind, I was I would always think about like the name. Okay, the name of the company, and you. But you know, just here you've rattled off a few of these. There's like it, it can be a it can be a differentiation in your business model. It can be a differentiation in terms of uh, a, a an added uh, like an um, an added difference. Just like you're talking about with the weed killer. Yeah. Um, uh, it can be, are there any other kind of like areas that, that you oh, think it, of? It, it, here's the great news. It can be anything, but it has to be something. It has to be some reason that you're a better choice than the other good choices. It can be proximity. It can be taste. It can be, uh, it can be freshness. It can be expertise. It can be higher visibility. It just has to be something. The biggest enemy in business, your biggest challenge is not your competitors. For most of us, our biggest challenge is anonymity. If they don't know who you are, they can't buy what you're selling. Selling. I'm not. I'm, I'm successful in what I do. I'm successful as a speaker, but I'm not famous. I'm not a celebrity. So we market the heck out of our business. We send out 30 pitches a week. I've got colleagues in, in the world, in the speaking world, for example, um, who say, listen, I've done this. I've got this wonderful message. I've, I've perfected my keynote. I can't get the phone to ring. And I'm like, are you kidding? Pick up the phone and dial it. It goes both ways. Right. That's marketing. That's visibility. Complacency well, kills companies. Yeah, you're you're the most sales driven marketer I think that you know that, that I know of, and and uh, I, I don't want to ask you about this now, but th at the very end I'm going to ask you about the most profitable sales and marketing tactic. Um, so don't let me forget to uh, to ask that. But um, so the how, how do we find that differentiation? Like what what can we do you you know you talked about okay so that's an actionable thing i can lay out all my competitors and just kind of go that's a good start and go okay what is everybody saying what can i say that they're not saying i can ask questions like to what question am i, am I the answer to um what else you know obviously we can hire you we can read the book i mean those kinds of things but what else can we be doing 
to really find that differentiation, or do you just have to create it? Well, you know, it's 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 one or the other, and and both are legitimate, and so I appreciate that. And and listen, it's not a simple answer. Uh, there's that great line that says, "Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice." It's different for every business. It's different for every industry. But the kiss of death is complacency, and it doesn't mean that we're complacent in terms of being good at what we do and great at our customer service and great quality. But we tend to be very complacent in terms of our marketing, how we describe what we do. Because once again, we sort of get in a vacuum. And that's, for me, that was the most important part of visibility marketing of this book was to create a little conversation at the end of every chapter to do that deep dive, to do that competitive analysis, to look for where those opportunities are. And of course, there's it's much more of a strategic book than a tactical one. This isn't, here's 100 ways to promote your business. It's how to, how to look at your marketplace differently, how to uh, envision, craft, and promote uh, those parts that are really meaningful to your prospective marketplace. And the, the title of the book, uh, Visibility Marketing, actually comes from sort of the recognition of how things have changed. In yesteryear, marketing was saying, look at me, look at me. You paint your building really a bright color. You put an ad in the paper. You hire a high school kid to wave at cars as they pass by. Today, visibility marketing is about being visible where your prospects and customers are. It's the the websites they go to, the blogs that they read, the podcasts they listen to, the videos that they're watching on their smartphone, um, the events that they attend. Every company is international the minute we go online. But also, our our competition is also international. So, So there's a lot of ways to do this right. The way to do it wrong is to be complacent. The way to do it wrong is to say, you know, the company just say, our reputation speaks for itself. You know what that is? That's lazy. That's lazy. You have to speak for yourself because I guarantee you, your competitors are. And we have no idea what they're doing, what they're planning, what they're about to launch. All we can do is, is, is be clear about what we can do. And we have to stay aggressive. We have to stay hungry. Uh, if we want to support the people we're supporting, because There's no doubt that most businesses are really good at what they do. Most businesses fail because they don't have enough customers. They don't have enough customers because they aren't marketing enough. And I'm not suggesting being obnoxious, but it's about being visible. Well, and, and you, uh, I mean, that is such a great line. There's lots of ways to do this right, and there's, but there's only one way to do it wrong, which is complacency. And yeah. I've never thought about this literally until you said this out loud, but it's like, like when I think of our customer service, we're always going, how can we make it better? What else can we do? When we're, when we think about like uh, growing our sales, we're like, okay, what other tools can we give the salespeople? Like what more training can we do? When we think about accounting, right? It's what more, what more costs can we be cutting? Uh, when it's operations, it's like, what other systems can we do to streamline? But when we think about marketing, we go, okay, the website, the copy for the website is up, check, and we never look at it again. Well, here's the interesting, and, and you guys have spent you know a decade building your business, right? Everybody in business, most people have spent years, if not decades, building relationships, building expertise, building reputation. Uh, most Many companies have spent thousands, if not millions of dollars building infrastructure and capabilities and warehouses and machinery, but most people spend minutes crafting the words they use to describe what they do minutes. Mm-hmm. This is about an encouragement, an admonition, a thunk in the back of the head that says, map out a day, sit down with your team, order in Chinese food, turn off your phone and put pencil to paper. 
and have fun. I, I talk about creating competitions. If you have a big enough team, divide them into multiple teams and have everybody create a company on paper that would compete against your company. Where are you vulnerable? What is What could somebody else do great that gives you an opportunity to incorporate some of those great ideas? Uh, incentivize those things as well, right? And so it's, you know, what do they say? That the behavior that's recognized and rewarded is the behavior that's repeated. Um, have fun with it with your team. Uh, but once again, just don't be complacent. Or the people who say, oh, all our business comes through referrals. Good. What are we doing to get more referrals? And for me, of course, because I, I teach marketing and branding, this is fun. But for companies, when they go through the process, and it's, it's an art more than a science, as we both know this, and not everybody's an artist. <clears throat> Quite honestly, there are people, they're multi-million dollar firms that do really bad work. I drove by a Wendy's restaurant the other day, a new Wendy's prototype. And on the side of the building, it said, it said Wendy's, and then in hard light up letters, it said, quality is our recipe. And I'm thinking, hey, Wendy's, fire your ad agency because <laughs> that's because that stinks. Right. Yeah, that's, and, that's... you know, it's like I could have done a really bad slogan for for half of that. And it's not about slogans. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a part of it. Right. It's it's slogans. It's headlines. It's copy. <clears throat> it's the part of your business that you're promoting well, I hear, I hear, I hear business leaders all the time and they will say, listen, at the end, and they talk to their teams this way at the end of the day, it's about quality. And I couldn't disagree more. Honestly, at the beginning of the day, it's about quality. That's the entry mm -hmm. fee. At the end of the day, it's about competitive advantage, quality being really, really, really good at what you do today. That's the entry fee <clears throat> that gives you permission to do business in the marketplace but those who win, those who thrive, those who grow have a distinct, memorable, identifiable competitive advantage. They, they right, own so have, mind share. So I got two, I have two, two, two questions. Um, so, so one question. So all of this stuff, uh, got to do it. Killer. We got to figure out to spend time at the end of the book. You talk about promoting like hell, which I love because, you know, there is, there is some truth to just like, you know, at some point, no matter what your branding is, like the more people you talk to, the better it's going to do. Um, but I think, I think a lot of us have a fear of being over promotional. Absolutely. Uh, how do we, how do we get past that? You know, once again, it's an art. Um, you don't want to like, I don't do, uh, I don't do a monthly newsletter. I call it my periodic newsletter. I don't shoot it out because the, the SEO people told me that you, that, you know, you got to have content, you got to blog every day. In my mind, I think you're teaching people to ignore most of what you have to say. Cause it's too much. Uh, I, I love like, think about bands. I love James Taylor. I'm an old guy. I love James Taylor. I don't want to see James Taylor every week, you know? So there, there's a fine line. It depends on the industry. Um, there are ways for them to hear from you on a regular basis. That's through your, your Twitter account, through your social media. Uh, you know, one of the things I talk about, I think that probably the truest words in the entire book is I say, it doesn't matter if it's social media, traditional marketing. If you want people to be interested, you have to be interesting. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not a throwaway line. It's not about having a blog. It's not about being on social media. It's about being interesting on your blog and interesting on social media. And it goes back to your question you just asked me, which is how much is too much? If people are having fun, if they're interested, if they're engaged, then you can do a whole lot more. But if you're annoying them or pissing them off because you're spamming them with your marketing all the time, then it is too much. 
But if we can engage in meaningful conversation, if we can make them smile, make them laugh, make them go, that's what I've been looking for, finally somebody gets it, then they will be much more permissive of, uh, of your outreach, of hearing from you. If they truly believe that you're, you're there to help, that you're there to connect on an authentic level. And, you know, in the short podcast, we're not going to go through what constitutes that. But I think a lot of it is, is pretty intuitive. Think about the stuff that you hate. Well, don't do that. Right. <laughs> I, I, I tell people, I say, go on, look at the things that you forward, the, the tweets that you like. Our, our mutual colleague, Sima Dahl, Sima's brilliant. She's out of Chicago. And she says, um, before you post something online, ask yourself the question, is it more likely to be forwarded or deleted? And I thought, that's, yeah. that's a tough standard, isn't it? I try to live up to that. And so it's not content for the sake of content. People just, I mean, information is a dime a dozen. And so it's not just posting just to have content because most people are going to ignore what you have to say. But everywhere I go and I travel around the world speaking, people will come up and they go, hi, um, you don't know me, but I, I follow you on Facebook and I think you're hilarious. And the stuff you said about your daughter was like so sweet and everything, you know, because they come back because it's interesting. I don't say everything that I think, everything that I feel, but I'm very clear of my brand of who I want to be. It's a little bit irreverent. It's a little bit in your face, but it's also fun and sensitive. And so I post the things that feed my brand, but also keep people coming back for more. So, so let's talk about that. Cause I, I, I have one, I have one last question before we get to that last question, where, where should people go? I mean, obviously the book is everywhere. You can get it and Amazon and whatever, but book where do you is, want people to go? connect with you. Yeah. Well, of course, as a marketing guy, I have to say the name of the book again. So once again, it's visibility marketing and it's on Amazon. <laughs> Promote and, like hell. Dave. I'm Promote telling like you, it's, hell. it's what we do, right? <laughs> so it's, um, it's available everywhere, uh, in the stores, online, visibility marketing, David Averin, um, A-V-R-I-N, got to get that right. Uh, and then online, uh, because I speak, uh, my website is visibilityinternational.com. You can see a video clip of me speaking all around the world in Buenos Aires and Dubai and London and all the other geographic name dropping I can throw in there as well. Uh, but Visibility International. So it's, you know, we're out there and, and we know we can reach uh, a lot, pe a lot of people. We can we can help more people. The more visible we are, I think visibility drives everything. It drives opportunities. It drives engagement. It drives uh, involvement. And uh, and so that's my mantra. That's my message: is is be yeah. visible, but not just with any message, not with a boring message, with the right message. So, Dave, last thing: uh, what is the most? This is a chapter in the book. What is the most profitable sales and marketing tactic by far? The one by far is is the one that's that's the uh, that for some seems to be the afterthought, and it's the most profitable phrase in the history of retailing. And that phrase is, "Would you like fries with that?" And what it what it is, it's upsell. It's the opportunities once they come in to to buy what they're going to buy. What else can you offer them of real value while they are there? Whether it's on the phone, whether it's and it's not about how much more can we milk them for. If it's legitimately for their benefit, it's it's the super size for twenty cents more. It's uh, you know there's there, there's so many of those opportunities now. It depends on what your business is. Can you sell them a base level of what you do, and then for X number more, it's you can also have this and this. And I was talking talking to my daughter about this and she says, yeah, but if they say you get a second one, just pay separate shipping. Oh, they're trying, they're going to scam you or whatever. I said, no, 
it doesn't cost them. They've already paid for the ad. They've already paid for the bricks and mortar. If you're in a restaurant, they've already paid to get you there. Anything else that you can sell someone um, that's legitimately of value to them, that makes them grateful for that, because that honors the relationship, um, it's pure profit minus the cost a line, of the goods themselves, right? What's the, there's a, what's, there was a line that you said in the book that was like the first sale makes even and this upsale makes yeah, the yeah, profit I think, or something. Right. I, I think, I think the, the first sale that you make um, to any particular prospect pays the bills and anything mm-hmm. else that you can offer them. Um, once again, it's not about soaking them. It's about legit. And I make a very big point in the chapter about that it honestly, honestly has to be for their benefit. Um, that you can get an extra one. I love for French fries. More. It's fries, right? But in the professional yeah. world, it's a little bit more. <clears throat> for you, maybe they can have you come in a keynote or conference, but but they can get more of the Southwestern consulting team as an uh-huh. ongoing thing, right? We can check in with you every month. We can do all of those, that, that content-rich uh, benefit that you can provide, but you can't have a repeat customer until you have a first-time customer. So, so much of what we, we do work- is about getting... We're, we're, we're doing a bad job of that. We're doing terrible. That's, that's my slap in the face that I, I always get at least one slap in the face of like, we're just completely missing the mark. And, uh, every time I talk to you, brother, so the book is called visibility marketing. You got to get it. I mean, guys, this is, uh, this is who I've been learning from. This is who's been helping me shape my brand, which, uh, has, you know, turned into Southwestern consulting along with all the, our, our whole team and everybody that we're doing. But, uh, Dave is somebody that I trust and admire. And you can tell just from the, the few little nuggets here. Uh, I mean, this book is loaded with uh, stuff that you need to know. So Dave, my brother, I appreciate you. I admire you. And just thank you so much for, for pouring into me and, and now pouring into uh, the thousands and thousands that are going to hear this. All blessings to you as well, my friend. <laughs> so that is some good stuff. I mean, marketing is such a broad topic and having Dave come in really sets the the tone and sets the stage for what marketing is and how how much work it really goes on to to do it right. And so what I wanted to do here was do sort of a mental highlighter section which I don't always do, but on this one I I feel like I should if if nothing else just for my own benefit of trying to organize. I went back and listened to everything that happened in the interview and I'm I'm going to share with you my five big takeaways there from Dave. And and the thing I told him after after we hung up, you know, stopped the recording was I was like, "Man, this is unbelievable." I, I mean, half the stuff he has said, I've heard a dozen times. And it still hits me as just so powerful, and and it's it's hard. Um, it's really really hard to do good branding. Um, you know, I think branding is more of like finding the essence of who you are, and then marketing is more about telling people who you are once you have that defined. But, anyways, um, here's the five things that I took away. So number one, the greatest enemy of success in business is anonymity. That is so true, right? It's being unknown. I mean, it, it, it is, it is, and it's easier to be overlooked. It's easier to be swallowed up in the noise today than ever before. I think about it as, as an author or a speaker. I mean, if you go to Amazon and you just Google success books, I mean, there's, there's hundreds of, there's millions of them. Um, and you go, wow. I mean, half of the battle is just being noticed just just 
standing out from the crowd, you have to be noticed. You, you can't wait around for somebody to notice you. We don't have that luxury. You, you have to take chances for people to find out about you. And as like Dave said, the, you know, four, the four, four of the worst words are all things being equal. Because every, there's a million people who do what you do, right? I mean, there's a million people who, who do. There's a bunch of podcasts and, and bo- books and speakers, and um, you got to stand out. And right now for Southwestern Consulting, man, this is, it's, it's the biggest project that has, has had my focus for the last, uh, well, this and one other. Um, but as our rebrand is, is really doing this, this work of what is our uniqueness and, uh, I've said it several times on the show before. My favorite branding quote of all was actually from a guy named Larry Wingett, who we've also had on the show in the past. And Larry isn't a branding guy, but he's a brilliant brander. And he says the, the key to branding is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And I just I love that. So that's number one. Um, number two, my big takeaway from Dave, and this was a newer one for me for to, to hear from him, was that quality is is simply the the entry fee, right? Like quality is no longer really the a competitive advantage. It's it's merely the price of admission. You have to be good. Everybody has to be good, and and if you're not good, you're going to get eaten alive online. So it's it's like it's not it's hard to make quality the different differentiator, but we have to figure out what is going to be our differentiator. Like what is that thing? And I'm reminded of a quote by uh, another friend and author and someone we've had on the show, Sally Hogshead, where she actually has gone so far as to say different is better than better. That's what Sally says. Different is better than better. And I think that's interesting. I'm not sure I fully agree with it, but it definitely is worth a lot of a, a lot because the kind of the counter example is uh, Joe Calloway. When if you haven't listened to that episode. He was the author of a book called Becoming a, a Category of One. And, and Joe's, uh, in his new book was Be the Best at What Matters Most. And so it, it, it but regardless of what side of the defense you take, you, you have to have something that makes you remarkable. What Seth Godin would say, remarkable, worth being remarked about. So quality is just the entry, is the price of admission, right? Um, number three, which is, I think the hardcore theme of the whole interview and what I walk away with every time I talk with Dave is you have to work to refine your messaging. You have to work at it. And I love that line. And every time he says it, it, it just hits me so hard where it's like companies spend, you know, thousands of hours creating like strategic plans and they, they, they get hundreds of, 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 people hired on their staffs and all these interviews and they spend all of this money and then they spend merely minutes crafting the words they use to tell people what they do. That is so true. It's like we don't spend that time and it's hard. I mean, it is it is an art and a science and a discipline for sure. Great branding doesn't just happen overnight. It and it, it takes expertise and, and work. Um and like he mentioned, there's there's lots of ways to do it the right way, but the only way to get it wrong is to be complacent. 
And it, that is, it's just so true because you've probably heard the phrase, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Um, well, today it's more like if you do what you've always done, then tomorrow you'll be out of business. <laughs> uh, it, because you have to be evolving and, and changing and your brain has to be a part of that. And I, I think it's, it's just another thing to work at. And, and look, this is why running a business is hard. This is work. I mean, it's, it's hard enough to keep up with sales. It's hard enough to manage cash flow. It's hard enough to recruit great people and train great people and develop systems and create marketing automation and create, uh, you know, have, a, have, have the focus funnel applied and, and to have discipline and to lead people. And then, you know, after all of that stuff, then the, the, you, still, you still have to, um, you know, you still have to do marketing work and, and branding work. So, yeah, this is why building a business is so freaking hard. It's hard work. There's a lot to learn. And, and you know, you can't just have a business that's great at sales or just great at marketing or just great at accounting or finance or HR training. It's like you, you, you have to work at all of those things and you have to get people that can do all those things. And uh, I, you know, there's so many lessons that kind of come together for me on this that, you know, I'm tying them all in here. But um, one of them was from Dave Ramsey. I heard Dave, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten to meet Dave several times and um, got to, I, I got to hear him speak, though, recently. I uh, was a member in the audience at um, uh, Icon, and I remember him saying something like, you know, in the radio business and in every business, it's, it's like you'll beat 85% of the people just kind of by showing up for a long time and being consistent. And then if you really work it hard and you do all these things that we're talking about, then you'll you'll beat another 10%. And then it's that last 5% that is a dog fight. Um, and, and that's, you know, where you got to do this kind of, you got to do this kind of work. So that was the third thing. And I think the big message from Dave, and I definitely walked away with that. Um, and then the fourth thing, which was just really a good reminder, was you just got to market like crazy. You got to market like crazy. You have to get past your fear of being overly promotional. And and I really loved what he said. I didn't expect him to, to tell tell me that, that the way to get past the fear of being promotional is to just be amazing, right? Like be interesting. Um, that's how you get people interested is to be interesting, be useful is what Jay Bear would say. And there was a, um, I took a, 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 a copywriting course long, long ago from, uh, Randy Gage, another friend and past, past guest, man, I'm, I'm quoting all sorts of past guests in this because it, it, it all ties together. And, and I, it, for me, it's really cool to have the light bulbs come on, but, but Randy Gage once said, there's no such thing as, as copy that is too long. There's no such thing as, as copy that's too long. There's only copy that is too boring. <laughs> There's no such thing as copy that's too long. There's only copy that's too boring. And that's kind of what Dave is saying here is, you know, there there's no there's there there's no such thing really as marketing that's like too promotional. There's only there's only marketing that's that's too useless, right? That's too uninteresting. And that's what we really need to work at. And if you struggle with this, just to give you a little resource, um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind is, I think, I ranked it as one of the top five or definitely top ten uh, most influential books that I've ever read. 
and certainly changed my life and uh, the way I think about money. And, and, and one of the uh, wealth files, the book has, I think, 17 wealth files. One of the wealth files T. Harv Eker goes into is about getting past your fear of being promotional. And it's just you have to conquer that fear. And I still struggle with this. I mean, I wake up and I'm just like, you know, oh man, you know, like I, I'm just, I'm just a little bit reluctant and shy. And you got to be bold. You got to be bold. You got to, you got to market like crazy. Uh, and then the fifth lesson, which is probably in our case the most actionable lesson, which Dave called the greatest secret, is the upsell. Is the upsell is to, once somebody has made a decision to buy offering them coming in and offering them other things that they could they can they can purchase um, at the time of the sale you know that would you like fries with that or would you like to supersize it but also you know stay in touch with them it's a reason why to call call back and i mean we have so many products i mean our our expertise right what southwestern consulting really does i think better than anyone else in the world is one-on-one -on -one coaching i mean that is particularly in the area of sales coaching and, and revenue growth. Let's just say revenue growth um, because we coach sales leaders also and we coach executives, but it's all about growing the top line. That's, that's what we do. We do one-on-one -on -one coaching for growing the top line. And yeah, we do, we do speaking, obviously we do consulting. Um, but the thing, the, the, the lead for us is, is kind of, you know, this one-on-one -on -one accountability to helping you grow the top line. And that's what we, you know, probably need to be focused on um externally because that people get that and it's very different um you know most consulting companies kind of you know train the whole team or do consulting or whatever we're working with people one-on-one -on -one, and that i think is our uniqueness it really is um but once we make that sale uh, you know it's just occurring to me to go oh my gosh we we have a hundred products in our shopping cart and we never even tell our clients about them uh I mean, I think I've got like 25 products. And so upsell is, is something that we have to do. But I hope you learned a lot from Dave and just got a chance to uh, hear me chat with one of my mentors. And I hope you take it out and you really, really work to find your uniqueness and, and you work hard at it and you market like crazy because you have something that's worthwhile. You need to go tell the world. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that really helps us out. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.